So we're talking more than about the responsibility of the vendor to bring some form of not just education. Here's how you use our tool, but here's how you go to market. So like, would you envision then in a perfect world that there's a go to market playbook that you can, you know, adopt that you can take on in those first, I don't know, six months or a year. It's like, here's the first five things you can do in the first six months to deliver, you know, tangible ROI. What about that? I know we're kind of riffing a little bit, but that's interesting to think about. Yeah. I mean, I get, yes. The short answer is yes. I think I would love that. I think many others would love that. And, and it allows us, we can absolutely tweak it and make it our own, but just something it doesn't have to be even super detailed or, or, but like something that can be a starting point. I get the argument. I already can hear it of like, well, that's not our job. Like you sure. should be able to do that. I get that. But if you want to have more partners who are selling faster, going to market faster, I think this is the solution personally. Yeah, I think it's it's this like chicken or the egg thing, right? To yeah. use a crass example. But I, I frankly, I mean, there's a part of this that... So I, I'll step back for a second. When I talk about early program development, people always ask the question of how do I know where to start? And I, I've said mm-hmm. this before, I'll say it again. Like, it's super simple. You ask your customers, what do your customers need on top of your software, on top of your service that you know they're going somewhere else to get? And that's probably your early partnerships. For a lot of SaaS companies, obviously, it's migration, implementation, integration work. You know, it's obviously services that deliver whatever it is that that software does as well. There's a thousand agencies that do those things. But when I think about, you know, your comment of like, well, it's not my my problem kind of thing or not my my opportunity. But if we're asking someone else to do it on behalf of us, I think it is. There's like this inherent responsibility that comes with it. So yeah. if you're a partnership leader at an organization, you're listening to us right now, I hope that you're thinking about you're like, okay, I need to go and build out and document this stuff. How much of those early days then do you see as, because you were with HubSpot early, you've been in other programs early. How much of it is collaborative versus prescriptive? That'd be interesting to hear. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I certainly, I feel like I've experienced both. And then also even the third, which is like, not at all, right? It's not prescriptive or collaborative. But I think... um, I personally like when it's collaborative. Um, I like when there's like, there's, there's the foundational prescriptive piece, but especially if it's an early, early partner program, right? It's something that isn't like fully established. And, and, um, then I do think that asking and creating a system for like feedback and collaboration, I think is really valuable. And folks want to contribute in, like some folks want to contribute in that way. I know we're the kind of folks who do. And, um, when we're asked and there's like a system in place for that, it works. And, um, and we don't, I don't, I know we don't look at it like, Oh, we don't want our competitors to do the same thing. That's just not how we exist or work. We feel like there's plenty for everybody really. (laughs) And so, um, in these spaces, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it it just depends, but I I definitely think the prescriptive needs to be the starting point. Yep. And because it's early on, you're going to learn together anyways. So how much of it then, like how much do you feedback in from the customer? Right. So you're, you're likely looking at this program, because, or the software more specifically, because your customer has a need that's going to fill. So does the partner program then become a differentiator, in particular if it's a startup like you're describing mm-hmm. where it's early stage in yeah. terms of being a place where you perhaps feel more comfortable saying, well, we'll take a shot with this earlier software because they've come with a solution that can help us go to market together and be more solution oriented versus like, here's this great software, but we have to go and build a lot of it ourselves. Do you think that that has material impact on whether you work with a program and, and if you're successful with it? Yeah, I do. I think it matters. I think it, um, it kind of goes back to the original thing that we're, what we kind of brought us to this conversation is like, are you helping us understand how this actually benefits our business and our customers? And is that 
Is that apparent? Is that like from the get go? Is that, are we all agreeing that the point here is to help our clients, your end user to grow <laughs> in whatever way, you know, your, your software is built to do that. And so I think, yeah, it always, if it's not, if that's not kind of what's driving the decisions and how the partner program is built, then I think it, it's, it's a kind of a fail and a missed opportunity. And it really is about shared values then, right? Because yeah. if we're talking about like caring with the customer, we're talking about those outcomes specifically. It is obviously about us both really caring about that, that mechanism. Yeah. And I have another one um, for our list. Sure, please. <laughs> you know, you mentioned, talk about training a little bit. I think that's yeah. another piece, like having training in place that is, especially when we're talking about, um, you know, the way that I'm typically a partner is like, we're an agency, right? So we're partners as an agency um, that is essentially a reseller, but then a, a service provider to our customers that are the, you know, often the end users of the platform. Sometimes they're not, sometimes we're the, we're the ones doing it, but really creating training that is built for like train the trainer, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? That's Not just the same end user uh, type training, like, oh, go through this stuff, which yes, there's value in that. And I see that, but like, like we are going to have questions and needs that are different than someone who just comes in, you know, a more uh, direct to the consumer type of thing. And so I feel like that's a thing that I've noticed missing is like, not even having someone who can answer some of these questions that are more specific to us helping a client, us helping them use it or train them or strategize for them, if that makes sense. It does. No. And actually, it comes up quite a bit. I just talked to um, Chris Lavoie the other day about this. Uh, it's another awesome episode in the show. One of the things he was commenting on was that early partner leaders talk about, well, where do I get that information? How do I capture that that conversation? And I always subscribe to the idea. And we had a chat about it. I'm curious to get your thoughts it's actually probably what your team already knows and does like your frontline support team and CS team and sales teams are most likely already your, your, um, you know, knowledge experts and they've got the experience to share it, but capturing it is step one, mm. repackaging it, repositioning it, bringing it to the agency and your lens and your voice and your, you know, um, the consumable way that you need it is different. It's not a, here's how you go and write an email to sell our software. It's here's how you go and use our software and position the value of it yes. to help the customer. So how much of it is that tailored experience? I'm curious. How much is, how much, what is the question? How much is? How much of like the actual copy content itself is about that tailored experience, the yes, piece where it fits it. your language yeah. and your need. Cause we're talking about early, right? Like yeah. the one thing that I worry about is people listening going, gosh, I don't have a team member to do that versus yeah. like, how can I do it effectively, but still in a way that makes you productive and, and supported? Yeah. I mean, typically I feel like it's not, I, I, I feel like sure. we're not seeing that very much. And I do get the question of like, we don't have someone to build all this out. We're early on. We're trying to see if this partner program even works the way we want it to. And my suggestion is just like, don't overthink it. You don't, I, my favorite line is we can do anything, but we can't do everything. Right. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, I like pick, that. pick what, what is most important. Again, this could be as simple as just the one example we gave earlier. Just like, here's, here's some key positioning of how to um, use this platform with your clients. Like it could just be, I don't know, like it doesn't have to be the full breadth of everything you could possibly deliver. Right. Just start right. somewhere, have something show that you're thinking that way and build on it. Um, that's what I always recommend. And I think there's just too many that aren't even like starting because they're either, uh, kind of ignorant to the need or they're just like, it's too much. So we're just going to like ignore it. <laughs> it's fear of failure, right? If I, yeah, if I yeah. do it and I screw it up, it's not going to help anybody at the end of the world, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. No, I feel yeah. like this has been fantastic. Is there anything else before we hop here at the end that you want to add to our list? Or you feel like we've got at least enough to give somebody a starting point? 
Yeah, I think the only other thing I would add that's coming to mind for that list is just I think there's also opportunities to create peer to peer type stuff in these partner oh, sure. programs. More of that, especially early on. Um, let folks invite them to a table together to discuss the stuff, and that kind of takes it off of your plate even like just get, get the people in the room and let them talk and see the ones that want to do that and want to participate in those conversations will and can kind of benefit from each other and getting to know each other, especially in these ecosystems where we also often play very friendly in the agency type world. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there too. Yeah. Especially early rising tides lift all yes. ships. I love yeah. that. Danny, this has been great. I appreciate the insights. If folks want to get in touch, find you on the internet, where do they go? How do they reach out? Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn is, is, uh, one of the best places to find me, um, as well as on Twitter and, um, and then, and both of those are Danny O Buckley and, um, also sell smarter, sell is my podcast. So people can check out more there and get in touch with me on that page as well. I love it. Brilliant. Check out that show. Fantastic, fantastic content as well. And for all of you listening, thank you as always for checking out outcomes. We appreciate your listenership, your viewership. Please like, subscribe, and comment. It helps us help other people. And again, Danny, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for the conversation and take care. 